Hey everyone, it's Patrick. I'm excited to announce a new podcast from our friends at Physio. The podcast is titled USMLE Step One Success Stories, and it's hosted by Michael and Rhett, founders of the Physio platform. This podcast gives you an inside look at the playbook of those who dominated their USMLE Step One exams. And we are going to be featuring an excerpt from that podcast. And you can check out the full interviews by searching USMLE Step One Success Stories on your favorite podcatcher. In this first episode, Michael and Rhett interview Pete Sundwall, a first year family medicine resident from Kerr Daleen, Idaho. He attended the University of Utah and shares his simple, straightforward strategy and routines that led him to success on step one. So check it out for inspiration and advice. That's USMLE Step One Success Stories by Physio. And of course, ITB has the Physiology by Physio podcast featuring high-yield reviews of physiology topics intended for preclinical medical students. So physio's doing all kinds of stuff. So support them, support ITB, go check out Step 1 Success Stories by Physio and Physiology by Physio. Okay, I got to study for the course, and now I got to study for Step 1. And when should I start doing that? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's like, should, should I start doing it at the same time? Or should I focus on one and then focus on the other one later? You know? Yeah, yeah, and it's hard. And I think moving into my second year or that summer before, and when courses started, I had to separate it out. And so, like, we would go in blocks where we'd study, I don't know, all sorts of weird things at one time, but like a lot of um, like endocrine and like cards and renal and palm, you know, at like one time. You know, I would study that material for step one, but then, you know, also separate class out. So I would first, so when, when lecture was done or after I was done watching the lectures, we had this weird attendance policy where I actually had to go to lectures, which has now been abandoned after we're done. <laughs> yeah. So yep, uh, conveniently after me, Pete and Mike will finish our preclinical years. Yes. Very mandatory attendance goes away. Yeah. And so if there's no attendance policy, I think what I would have done is my first probably two hours, this is probably, I would say, uh, six to nine months before uh, taking step one, I would take two hours and purely study uh, step one topics that either we were currently covering in the lecture material or had previously covered. So I actually knew what kind of was going on. And what that meant for me was doing uh, question banks and choosing the topics or whatever, and then referencing first aid while I did those question banks. And so that would, and so I would probably do about, I wouldn't do a lot of questions probably for two hours at the beginning. That would probably take, probably do 20 questions for those two hours. And that is not a lot of time. I'd put it in tutor mode or whatever. And so you could, you're still timed, but then you click the answer and then the time would stop on the clock for the actual question. And, um, and then I'd thoroughly review the information and I'd count that as studying. So, yeah, I was saying, so yeah, at this point it was just probably two hours of purely step one studying about six to nine months, I think. Yeah. Probably in the fall of second year. Yeah. That, that, uh, that seems to be kind of what a lot of people did in our class. They started so. studying around, you know, October ish. 
So, so just to be clear, during the first year, you were using primarily Inky, and you were referencing like the lectures, uh, like the the PowerPoint lectures yeah. from our courses, and mastering that information. And then during kind of like the first part of second year, you started spending two hours a day using question banks to study for step one. Is that right? Uh, That's right. And referencing first aid while I did it. Because again, just reading first aid, like wasn't, wasn't going to do it for me. I needed like a higher level of focus to learn the information, like doing questions. So that was probably two hours. Yeah, I would reference first aid. I think the question bank I had, well, it was you world. And so I did it. I just started early because they said that was the best one. And so I trusted the class ahead of us. Yeah. And so I just did it. And I think that's what everyone realized real quick that you world was the best one. And so I'd use that. And then I'd reference first aid in almost like a confirmation that this is important. <laughs> and then I would make a flashcard based off of that question. And it would be a completely separate deck from my uh, class flashcards. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So so you have this deck that's more dedicated towards step one prep. And, and as you were making those, were you making those with the intention of keeping them and using them and reviewing them all the way through your yes. the time you actually took the exam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. Yeah, that's really interesting because a lot of people we talk to, you know, they, they use, uh, basically everyone uses UWorld, right? But right. one of our questions is frequently like, how do you retain the information you learn from UWorld? Yeah. And there are a lot of different answers. So that's really interesting to me because that makes it seem like, you know, you're investing time into something that will quickly allow you to review the information that you've gathered from UWorld. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, it is. And again, like the flashcards that I made, the more words and stuff that were on them, the less I would remember. <laughs> and so it was going through the questions, going through the explanation of the questions. It's right and wrong answers because I think a lot of, I felt like a lot of the board questions were kind of like some of the questions that I studied, but the answers were, I don't know, based off of one of the explanations in there. And so a lot of my learning came from the explanations. And so, I don't know, people would brag about going through your world four times. I only made it through once because it would take me so long to get through each question because I would like dissect the explanation to be able to get it on a flashcard that was one or two lines with an answer that was like one or two words to know like what I really needed, uh, what I really wanted to learn from that question. It took a while and I only got through you world once. They say to get through it twice or whatever, but I only got through it once, but I felt like I really knew, like I, I could go back and repeat every question and knew the question because I really focused on it. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just a time thing. Sure. It's like just a testament to that method and how well it worked. So can you give us some insight into how long it would take you to write a single flashcard and maybe how many flashcards you would make for every UWorld question? I try to keep it one flashcard per question, per question, which is pretty, which, and I would, so, I mean, you think, I would say for 20, I think during my, when I started really studying for this in the spring, for I do 22 question blocks for some weird reason. I try to do like 66 questions a day, which is not a lot to a lot of people. But I would, um, you know, so for 22 questions, that would take me roughly 
an hour and a half to two hours to complete. And so you got to break that down. That's a lot of time on a question. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And that means so you're like, you're not trying to blitz card. through it. I, I wasn't. And I figured like, why, like, why like blitz through all these things and not really retain any other information and just f- feel like, Oh, I'm, I'll remember that. Oh, I'll remember that. Oh, I won't make that mistake again. And then you do that question again. And you're like, I have no idea. I don't remember. And so <laughs> my thought was just to like, really know this one resource really, really well, instead of breezing through it multiple yeah, times. I think that's really valuable. Sure. Yeah. And then like get to the point where you know that information really well and, and really commit to that. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people fall into the trap of thinking, you know, getting through more questions or, or adding volume or having more check boxes to check off on your to-do list means that you learned a lot more and you're more, pre- more prepared for the test. Yeah. I certainly remember having some of that mentality back when I was studying for that. And I think it's a lot more important to just like almost take a more uh, like an open-minded approach. I don't know how to like describe, describe that exactly, but just what you're doing and or what you said that you did is seems a lot more focused on content and less on, you know, check boxes. Yeah. It's kind of like the way that I'm like, I'm seeing it. Yeah. And like investing in your brain, you're like, why, why rush through this? Like, who cares about today's to-do list? It's like, I want to know this. <laughs> if I'm not going to like know this well now, then no. Yeah, you're exactly right. And and I think it's just changing the to-do list to realize, oh, well, you know, it goes that back to that comparison thing of like, wow, they're doing like 300 questions a day. That's really cool. Hopefully they're remembering everything. If I did 300 questions a day, I wouldn't have learned anything. And so I would have just <laughs> been really cool by saying, I did three, I did 400, 500 questions today or whatever. And right. I don't know, it just didn't work for me. Some people it probably works, but I stuck to my, you know, 60, 70 questions a day and felt like I really knew them and was still able to get to all of you world. Hmm. That's awesome. Now, th- was this during dedicated? Did you say? I did. I did. Six, I probably, yeah, I did uh, 60 to 70 probably up to 80 questions during dedicated study time in 2022. I don't know why that number, but I did 22 questions a day during one during coursework. Gotcha. Like leading up to that, when you started getting more serious about step one. Yeah. Okay. So you started doing 22 questions, 22 questions a day. You made one flashcard for every single question and it would take you about two hours to get through. Then when dedicated came, you're doing between 60 and 80. Yeah. That's a really interesting strategy. I'm really curious, you know, on, on just like the details of this, because we haven't heard this one before. And I think it, I think this is probably a really good strategy, probably for a lot of people. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about how you balance that with your coursework. So you were doing two hours a day during coursework, and then was the rest of the time just completely dedicated towards, you know, focusing on the, the exam for that week or whatever during the course? Yeah, it was. I mean, that's just, I felt like, I felt like I prioritized step one enough where I would start the day off by studying for step one for those two hours. And then felt like, okay, I prioritized. Now I got to like, make sure that I can get to step one and actually take it (laughs) and pass my work. And so, and that would, I would kind of do the same similar approach by using flashcards, you know, for the lectures, like I said earlier, and that would take, I don't know. Interesting. 
Okay, so you you kind of were just using your your strategy that you had started with, making flashcards based off of the PowerPoints from the lectures and balancing that while simultaneously doing UWorld questions and balancing the Inky deck from the UWorld questions. Yeah, Is that right? Th- yeah, totally separate decks. But I would start the day off by studying step one. Like if I started the day off with lecture, I'd be so wiped out by the end of the day, just or or whatever to start studying step one. And that's I felt like was most important. And I'm mostly focused uh, during my beginning a couple hours of studying. Um, probably the first 15 minutes of studying, to be honest. And then it's downhill from there. But uh, I felt like if I didn't do it very first, I wouldn't be able to, uh, it just wouldn't become a quality study. Yeah. So were those two hours every day dedicated towards exclusively doing UWorld? Or would you spend like an hour and a half doing UWorld and then 30 minutes reviewing that Inky deck? Or how would, you, how would you go about reviewing the Inky deck? Yeah, I guess it was beginning and end of the day, uh, step one. And so I would do the two hours of making the, making the flashcards using UWorld. And then at the end of the day, reviewing those flashcards. So like, I guess it would be 30 minutes before I went to bed that night, reviewing through those ones. Okay. But I, I, again, I was a big quality over quantity. And so if it got over, you know, if it got over a hundred to 150, I think probably the max I would do flashcards was a hundred a day. And again, these aren't long sentences and aren't really detailed or anything. They're very simple. If it got over, you know, if I, if I was studying flashcards more than an hour and a half a night, I would have to limit it to whatever it was. And usually it was around 100. And if I didn't get to them, I didn't get to them. And I just kind of figured like, well, I really know these ones. And so I trusted Anki that eventually the cards that I didn't study would come around. (laughs) So when it came time for dedicated prep time, what were the resources that you ended up using in addition to the, that, okay. Yeah. You were first aid. So you were just, just those two and my flashcards. Yep. Okay, sweet. So it was just basically the exact same routine that you had before during, during your coursework, except now you had all day to focus. Yeah, it was wonderful and terrible. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I remember you, attended a lunch where DIT came and did a presentation and they were going to give one free account to oh, yeah. one of the people there. And I won. And I seem to recall you. Yeah, you won <laughs> yeah, that. I won it. Um, and here you are not having said anything about DIT regarding your, uh, your step one. Did you like give that away or? Nope. Uh, so I used, I kept it selfishly. I wanted to see what it was like. And so I did use it almost like passive that was that was like my break time (laughs) kind of passive passive just information rest your brain rest my brain by watching videos yeah but (laughs) i know a lot of people that really liked dit and if you like um you know short lectures and you know people dedicated to um certain topics i i think it's from what i saw of it and what i watched i thought it was fantastic but I just didn't focus on it because I felt like I was already into my routine. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. It seems like your routine was working well for you. Yeah, it, it was. And I was just going to say, by by the time you got to dedicated, you know, you had already been doing U World for a little while. So, 
Like how many questions or what percentage of the test had you completed by the time you reached dedicated? Of you, Rob? Probably just um, probably just half or under half. Okay. That's a hard question that, prob- that I don't remember, but I imagine <laughs> it's probably around there. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably a good feeling. It would have been for me. I, I don't recall very clearly what percentage I had done by the time I started dedicated, but I remember feeling a little stressed out about like, holy cow, how am I going to get through this question bank? Because I was focusing a lot on uh, RX and I had done a little bit of Kaplan. I, my mentality at the time was like, oh, I want to save UWorld for dedicated, you know. Uh, in retrospect, I probably would have focused a little bit more on UWorld and abandoned some of these other resources like like you did. And I I wonder, was that like comforting for you to have reached dedicated and already have completed like 50% of UWorld? Yeah. Well, once again, I, I took it very, very slow. And so I knew that I had to be ahead in order to complete it. And so I guess it is, I guess it is always a comforting feeling to know that you're not in a panic stage. <laughs> Cause I kind of, I had mapped it out where like, okay, if I do this many questions a day by a week before exam time, I will have completed all of your world sufficiently where I feel like I don't have to go through it again. Yeah. I had, I had, I guess I had planned it out with the number of questions I had to do. And I guess by dedicated study time, being around half was where I wanted to be. Hmm, that's, that's really interesting. <laughs> and you, were you able to then stick to that plan and finish it when you thought you were, were you going to finish it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I did. Cool. So did you just kind of stick to that, stick to that plan then throughout dedicated? Did you ever deviate and use like, I can't remember if you said this, like a random timed mode in your world. And did, did you ever do like blocks where you simulated the actual exam? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I'd actually, <laughs> um, I took all, I took, I think I took all the MBMEs. Uh, so it was like once a week, how many are there? Maybe I didn't do all of them. I know I did at least five practice exams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think there are like six six or seven now. Probably no. were about okay. that many when we took it. Yeah, and so I I took one a week. And so Saturday, I, I studied for six days a week. I took one day off, which was really just nice to have something to look forward to, a day off. I felt like that was my, that was just a great day to have off. But, um, so I studied six days and on that sixth day I would do a practice exam and dedicate again, like the day to the practice exam, even though it's really only three or something hours actual test time. Okay. So you never actually used like timed mode on you world per se, you would do the tutor mode. And then when you would take an MBME, you would use that as like your, your simulated exam. Yeah, I did time tutor. So it was like the, you know, you actually have timed on the question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I may I may have deviated from that. I may have tried like a couple, you know, tried to do a time test. But again, 40 blocks was too long for me for some reason during study time because I knew I had to review all the questions. And so I'd still stick to my 20 questions or 22 questions um, per UWorld session. And so I may have deviated from it, but most of the time it was like time tutor. All right, that's it for today. Go check out USMLE's Step 1 Success Stories by Physio. Take the time to leave a five-star rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe so you can be notified anytime a new episode is released. And you second and third years, make sure to tell your underclassmen that they can get good advice, practical tips, and high-yield learning for free by listening to podcasts like Inside the Boards, 
and USMLE Step 1 success stories. As always, stay strong and study smart.